The man, the legend, Bill O'Reilly, host of the highest-rated cable news broadcast in the nation for 16 consecutive years, host of the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, New York Times bestselling author, and latest book that I, which uh, is a vital, vital read, is called Killing the SS. Bill O'Reilly, welcome back to the program, sir. Always a privilege to have you with us, Bill. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you uh, having me in. Oh, Bill, can I go here because I feel like I know you and I could talk to you like a friend? It's like you I, do I, know me, Joe. Well, I don't want to. Have you forgotten <laughs> all those years? <laughs> I know, but I don't want to lean on the friendship. But it's like because I'm kind of a new with the whole radio thing. I mean, we're into our sixth year, so we know what we're doing. But I'm getting. I'm watching the Notre Dame, and and I know you're a good Catholic boy. Notre Dame burns to the ground. I am very suspect of this, but I'm afraid to say it on the air. God forbid I say, isn't it? Is it suspicious to you, Bill O'Reilly? Well, here's how I reported it yesterday. Um, you've got to be careful about speculation, and you've got to be careful about conspiracies and all of that, because yeah. it can do damage. And, you know, when you're just spouting off, well, this could have, should have, would have, it doesn't really mean anything. But the way I reported was that in Paris— uh, there have been uh, recently fires at other Catholic churches, which is true. It's a fact. So you can report it. But at this point, nobody knows what the um, cause of the blaze was. However, and I know this is true, French authorities are bringing in arson teams to, just to make sure that there isn't any shenanigans because Paris is a hotbed of terrorism. There's no question. All right, when you have uh, Islamists who control, and they actually do control, certain neighborhoods in Paris, you always have to be cognizant that they could cause trouble. But that's as far as you can go. You can't go any further other than to explain to people why uh, the cathedral over there is uh, important to the world, and it is. I spent you know, a lot of time in Paris at Notre Dame and the Ile de Saint-Louis right behind it, yeah. uh, because it's just a fabulous, fantastic place, not just for people of faith, but for all people. Uh, this, this cathedral built in the 12th century is just an amazing, an amazing human achievement. So that's how I reported it. I think that's a responsible way, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure the French authorities are going to um, do uh, the best job they can in finding out what happened. All right, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, what are you expecting Thursday when the Mueller report is released? Nothing. I'm, you know, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm, not, I'm not expecting any legalities um, that are uh, of concern to the American people. I, I'm, I'm not expecting that. So I will expect, and, and it'll be won't be on in my house. It's Holy Thursday, Good Friday. I'm not a religious fanatic, but it's, it's a time when people um, repent and they, and they think about Easter God Sunday. God bless you for that. Yeah, man, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not walking around hitting myself on the back with a twig, uh, even though I should. <laughs> Stop. I should. Stop. I got but you. I'm not. Um, however, you know, Barr knows what he's doing. I mean, I, I'm thinking about the, the difference between Attorney General Barr and Attorney General Jeff Sessions, I mean, my God, Barr really knows what he's doing. And he says, all right, you guys, we know what you're going to do, we, the Trump administration. You're going to cherry pick anything in there and then run wild with it on cable television and the New York Times editorial page. We know you're going to do that. 
we know you're not going to report it accurately. We know you're going to take it out of context. We know you're going to try to damage Donald Trump with it. So we'll put it out on Holy Thursday when you're all off. (laughs) Now they're going to have to come back in. See, all the vacations that was scheduled, all the TV people, um, they go, oh, I got to go back in. But nobody's going to work Friday. So it's a one-day story. It's very clever what they're doing. But if there had been, and this is important for your listeners, Joe. Yes, sir. If there had been any uh, malfeasance on the part of Donald Trump, that would have been leaked a long time ago. It would have been out a long time ago. Great point. Um, And they're basically saying, well, Trump was naive here, and he should have done this, and maybe he could have done that. and you know. But it, the American people have had it. They don't want to hear about it anymore. It's springtime, and they want to move ahead. You know, it's so it, what's hurtful, uh, Bill O'Reilly, is when some of the information that will come out that is not redacted, but it's personal information. We've been talking about it all morning. How do they get away with that? That's, that is just such an evil thing to do, no? Well, we're living in an age where there really isn't any privacy for anybody. Um, you know, I don't engage on social media very much because it's shy. I mean, I'm just shocked at some of the sick people who set up shop on social media, you know? Yeah. And all of us in the public eye uh, have to deal with it, and children have to deal with it, and it's horrible. That's the worst thing about cyberspace and the new technology. Best thing is you can research, you can learn, you can find things fast. The worst thing is that there are sick, and I mean sick, people who set up shop, and then they just throw things out and hurt people and destroy reputations. Um, and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. You're a great, de- um, you're a great father, Bill. I like to think I, I try to be as well. It's tough, man. When I see something online, yeah, I, I, you got you got to sit I'm all there. over my the urchins, as I call them. Um, there's, I am all over them. But you can't take the machines away because that's their social life. Yeah. Piscopo, when you and I were kids. What do we do? We (laughs) went out of the house because our parents wanted us gone. We got into the street where there were other urchins, and we played for eight or nine hours and only came home to to eat when when the streetlights were on. You had to get in because it was night. That's what we did. Now the whole social life for children is on the social media, Instagram, and they're taking pictures of their socks and sending it to everybody. Oh, I got new socks. (laughs) Hey, you know, no one cares. Um, and this has a lot of psychological, uh, you know, implications. But um, you're right. There's, you know, you can do horrible and say horrible things about people, and, and you don't have any recourse because to sue somebody, that's you're looking at fifty to $100,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill, give us your analysis, if you would, of the president's threat to send migrants to sanctuary cities. Well, it's just, you have to understand, and I'm writing, uh, as you know, um, a history book about Trump, which will be out yeah. September 17th, called oh. The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. And the one thing that people have to understand about Donald Trump is that he's always in campaign mode. Everything he does, yes, he governs the country, but in the, that governance, he's running. He's winning. He's laying the groundwork for his next accomplishment, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So the migrant thing is basically a campaign thing to gin up his base, because the base doesn't like sanctuary cities. Trump has not been able to punish them effectively. 
So now he says, all right, I'm going to send all these migrants to you. Now, that doesn't make any sense because you can bus migrants to San Francisco, Seattle, or New York City, wherever you want, but they don't have to stay there. Once people are in the country, they know where they want to go. Um, And number two, if they do go to sanctuary cities, that pretty much ensures they'll be here forever because the cities won't cooperate with the federal government in finding out where they are and what they're doing. How do you think it plays out? How does it all play out, do you think? Well, we're going to have to – all these people who are here now in the country, probably most of them will stay. Um, but you just can't keep absorbing millions of people. So I assume that some time Congress is going to pass new immigration laws because you just can't absorb the world's population. Um, it's changed demographics. And as I, saw, as I told my um, listeners on BillOReilly.com, what this is about for the Democratic Party, which blocks any meaningful immigration reform, is turning states – from red to blue. So Arizona is a good example. Arizona is about to go into the blue category. It has been tradi- That's the, the land of Barry Goldwater. Traditionally, Republicans say so many new citizens are there, so many new voters. Yeah. And they migrants vote Democrat because Democrats promise entitlements. This and is a, you come a concerted from effort. Guatemala, yeah. You're yeah. going to need some yeah. help here. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. It's a concerted effort. It's, it's a concerted it effort. Um, and Texas is the real showpiece. If the Democrats can turn that blue, yes, sir. Then the Democrats control California, Texas, New York, Illinois. They win every presidential race. <laughs> Texas is really where they want to flood the zone with foreign nationals to turn the state liberal. Bill O'Reilly with Joe Piscopo. Bill, appreciate your valuable time. I, I, you know, I used to really enjoy your segments with my old buddy Dennis Miller. You guys are yeah. We had him on this week. If you go to BillO'Reilly.com, cool. We got, uh, we got Miller up there. Miller New Deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, man. Well, yeah, you, we got him. So and you Miller and I, we still do things together. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's still yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Also, socialism. You know, as dads, and I'm looking at my kids, my young kids, and I'm going. Socialism. All oh, they keep talking about socialism, and and the, and and I saw some great millennials, by the way, at Liberty University. I was down there uh, d- doing an event last uh, mm-hmm. uh, Friday. So so I had some hope. I had some hope at Liberty, you know. But a lot of the millennials, what's the socialism? What do we tell our kids? Why is it so popular with young people, Bill O'Reilly? Because it's it's hard to make it. It's hard yeah. to, to yeah. Uh, compete in a capitalist society. Yeah. It takes discipline. You have to work. You know, with socialism, you don't have to do any of that. You're handed the basics of life. So that appeals to a lot of people who want to spend all the time on the machines. They want to sit on their butt all day long and play games. Well, I don't want to go out. I want to have to start. I started my career in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I had to go to Scranton. I had to work there, you know, and move up. That wasn't easy. I moved 15 times. Yeah. Amazing. You know, throughout my career, covering wars, going all over the world. You know, those are hard. That's hard. And and so, you know, the the really bad thing about this whole socialistic trend is that you're sending a signal that you can't make it. So uh, Ocasio-Cortez in the Bronx is telling her constituents, you can't make it. So I'm going to give you stuff. I'm going to get you stuff because the white people are keeping you down. 
That's the message. Amazing. Yeah. So and true. And it's really, yeah. really, if, yeah. you know, if unless we reverse that, and you got slick salesmen like Bernie Sanders peddling this stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's slick. I'd love to come up against him. You he s- never, he never would come up against him. How do you think him. he did last night on Fox News? Did you watch that he at all? He dominated those two. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. dominated them. He's standing up. They're sitting down. As soon as Bernie Sanders got up off his butt, I would have gotten up. I'm 6'4". <laughs> and I would have stood toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. All right? And Bernie's got his facts. He can stalk. He's, he's a Brooklynese. He can... He can yeah. You don't let him do that. You don't let him do that. You basically say, uh, Senator Sanders, um, why do you think the U.S. economy is doing so well right now? Under a president you despise. Yeah. Why? Well, you know what? Also, why did he call Donald Trump a pathological liar? And I want to say, and every time somebody. That's what every Democrat, that's the playbook. But, they give you a playbook. But they never that's tell that, you what the lie is. What, is. what is a lie? I'm listening. Tell me what the pathological lie is. I'm listening. I never hear anything, Bill. Trump, what Trump does is that he uses hyperbola, word of the day, hyperbola, okay? <laughs> and he's not a precise speaker. So to make his points, he'll say, I saw 80,000 people eating hot dogs today, all right? And uh, hot dogs are good, so buy them. Well, no, you didn't see 80,000 people. But this is what he does. He's like a comedian. He's like you. He's like what you do. In comedy, you exaggerate. Poetic right? license, as it were. Yes, I understand this. Right, right. That's, That's what he does. So all right? Fun. He's not interested in, in verbal accuracy. He's interested in making his point. Now, as president, that hurts him. That hurts him. And I, I've had this conversation with him. You have. I said, look, yeah. you know, you've got to be a little bit more precise in the way you describe situations that annoy you. Yeah. Because as soon as you, as soon as you say something that isn't true yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, is, or, or is exaggerated, yeah. the whole point gets lost and they'll attack you on their veracity. Bill O'Reilly, man. Are you going to do radio again? Did I hear you doing radio again? Very exciting. Yeah, I'm going to do a Paul Harvey thing. Oh. Uh, remember Paul? Yes, Paul great idea. Day. Yeah, yeah. Good day. Yeah, this we're is... reviving that franchise. Um, it's going to be a newscast, short newscast every day. I can do it in my jammies from home, which oh. is why I took the gig. I love it. I um, love it. Bill, and I'm just going to do honest news. I'm going to do a little bit of commentary in the, in the uh, 15 minutes. But I'm just going to run it down so that people who really want the yep. facts, yep, yep. all right, can get them on the radio in a, in a quick way. Bill, we need you, man. Bill O'Reilly. Hey, we'll see you at Yankee Stadium as well, Mr. O'Reilly. Yeah, it's their opening day. And let me know when you're going. Okay, I will for sure. Let Are me you... know when you're going because uh, uh, I was with Piscobo and McEnroe and a few <laughs> others, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago. I remember right? that. I remember that. My son still, uh, <laughs> you know, he was, I don't know, I guess he was 13 now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he still talks about that. Wow, man. Listen, yeah, but... you, know what, you know what he says? Uh, I'm afraid to ask. Who's that? Who was that guy behind you? Is no, he's a, Dad, you're always telling me that you have to choose your friends wisely. What was that crew? <laughs> Bill, thank you. We love you, man. Thank you All so right, much. Anytime, man. <laughs> All right. Talk to you. Bill Bye. O'Reilly right there.